This week on the Push Wallace Podcast, we talk about being in your business or working on your business, and my annoyance with strength percentages. One, just me and you today, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Ball League podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? I know, they've been littered with guests recently. Spoiled, if anything, actually. Littered the listeners. two. Two yeah. guests. <laughs> That's what that is, mate. Compared to our previous amounts, that is a huge number, to be fair. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed uh, having both Amelia and Holly on the show to go through their dream gym day. We've got another guest lined up as well, haven't we? So, that's exciting. I, mean, one. I think Tom's just secretly I think Tom's just bored of talking to me he's like I can't yeah, yeah. I need other people on the show like this is just this is not good <laughs> yeah I can get the message Tom don't worry I've got the message mate loud and clear don't worry uh, I was just like oh I felt, I felt like the last actually two weeks me and Dan we'd normally like sit and sh- catch up for like half hour and I was like oh we haven't actually done that and I was like oh we should do that this evening and then yeah then we'll well we just had a long catch-up mate revelations all over the place i mean it's just unbelievable you know two weeks not speaking to you and all of a sudden (laughs) you you track man handicaps down and you know all these crazy things are going on i'm not happy about it my track man handicap yeah my track man handicap is basically scratch (laughs) i've I've learned not true uh... tom is not a scratch golfer Oh yeah, I will be by the end of this year. I promise you. I, I promise as much you. As that, I bloody well, but should be. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I love the fact I've managed to move my schedule around so that I'm now playing three times a week. Like Madness. I, I was playing Wednesday, Friday, right? And as a golfer, you'll I know you won't know this, I suppose, because you won't play out here and play all the time. But the gap between Friday and Wednesday was just too long. I was like, oh, I just need to play <laughs> golf again. Like you have a bad round on Friday. Like oh my god, and then I was like. If I could just make my schedule so that I can play Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that is perfect. And lo and behold, I managed to do it. I'm buzzing with it. So yeah, I mean, not that I played any good golf in that time frame that I've been doing that, but <laughs> you know, it will come hopefully. It will come. But uh, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I'd say I'm very, very grateful for that. I have to say, when I see the weather in the UK. Uh, oh, it's so cold. It's insane. I don't really understand what's. But I didn't understand. It's fucking winter, um, unfortunately, be, yeah. and mm-hmm. it is so dark outside. It is gross. Yeah, I'm not enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I am a seasonal human. Who I like the sun. Well, I like spring and summer. I would like summer more. Um, yeah, that's to... that's the one thing I notice here is that there's no um, there's no real kind of like summertime. The, the like the it, the sun. The sun rises and sets pretty much within an hour, basically, summer and winter. Yeah. So it, you don't really get that feeling. Like I think here would be amazing. If it was lighter evenings, it would be incredible, but it does get dark about six, seven. So it's like every single day. So, so that's the only that's the only downfall to it. We we'll get the sun all day, so kind of Yeah, it's a weird one. You can't play golf until nine thirty PM. I played no. before. Uh, no. which is which is good. It's just good fun. But yeah, then you're all right. All right, because yeah, the, the literally the one of my notes right now is uh, literally what the fuck have we been up to? Because obviously people haven't realised like they haven't really heard from us. They've heard from us, but not really from us. If you get what I mean? Because um, we've actually yeah. had a, like a script to stick to. Fucking hell! I know. It's been What's that painful. Dan was just like, "What is this? Don't like scripts. Yeah. I like the loose notes. What to talk about?" So yeah. There you go. So yeah, no, it's uh, well, we we're just chatting briefly before that. I think it's it's been a good good start to the year for both of us, really. I suppose in terms of work and stuff. Obviously, 
you know, working with a lot more coaches now. And, and I suppose that naturally our, our careers were going to shift that way a little bit anyway, because, you know, we mm. even during when we were coaching people, pe- um, I, I say I hate saying gen pop because everyone's gen pop, but you know what I mean by that. When we were coaching sort of more gen pop, we, we still were coaching coaches who were asking for help and advice. It was naturally going to go that way, I think. Um, I hate using the word mentor. I don't like it, but um, the, the, the more <laughs> coaching, the business side of stuff, um, because it is coaching. It is. It's not mentoring. It is actual coaching uh, and help from that point of view but um but yeah no things are yeah, uh, yeah going well then like I say this year is just really gonna gonna keep pushing that way and and you know we've got me and mike have already had a few um a few sort of say meetings this week um like last week but sounds daft but before we would never really had meetings as it were to like talk about business stuff and where we're going with it all so we've had a few um a few really good chats we've got some some cool things coming your way if you're a coach and you want to improve all your business stuff obviously obviously one-to-one coaching still applies and you can work with me anytime you want but we're going to increase the amount of things that we offer i think and, and things like that because we now have the time to do it which is really nice so um one of them that i can i can talk about briefly is that um all our clients and anyone in our members group is going to start receiving a um a pretty cool um new feature that we're we're releasing which is going to be monthly um we're calling it the diary of a coach working in a spare room with the ceo crossed out <laughs> because you know because coaches call yeah. the ceo of the business well. <laughs> um yeah so me and mike are going to write sort of like a bit of a a candid um a can again a candid way of getting content across i think which will be interesting and a bit different that, that again people maybe won't have um won't have, have seen before from us so yeah that's that's hopefully going to be released end of feb will be the first edition of that nice. um monthly magazine i suppose you'd call it um but yeah only select few people are gonna be able to get that because you have to be within our circle within our membership group or a client of ours obviously so uh yeah you'll you'll hear more about that in the future i'm sure but uh yeah we were just talking just just like i said before um we we hit record i don't say come on air hit record um and tom was just saying how he's had a busy week working like in the business rather than on his business and it's just interesting how like i said me and mike have, have, have managed to free up a little bit of time to be able to to have that headspace to work on on things because you do have yeah. to be you can't be doing the day-to-day tasks and, and and take a step back and look at where you're going with things where you want to be in in, in a few months time and a few weeks time and stuff like that and i think i think that's just a lot of i think a lot of coaches fall into that trap of just doing the sessions doing the check-ins and never really thinking about what the end goal of anything is you know they they just post content for the sake of it and I, we had this chat in the members group the other day on a call which is like why are you posting this bit of content? What's the goal of it? Is it to try and get more followers? Is it to try and connect with your current audience? Is it to try and get people to buy from you? Is it to try and just make them feel something like, and and, and I think even on that level, we would get so sucked into just doing stuff without actually taking a step back and going, well, why are we doing this? And, and why are we, uh, you know, doing that? And like I said, I think you probably felt it just delivering sessions. You feel a bit like, uh, like, yeah, correct. Yeah. Cause I guess people, People vaguely know my position in terms of like, yeah, because I, I still do half and half, I guess, probably. It's still my big thing. So I have a little, a, a small batch of like mentor. Again, I try not to use that that term. Um, it's just because, again, my main, the main people I train online are coaches and it just fell very naturally. But obviously, I spend more time doing like the, uh, like today, one of my mentor calls, literally, and we're going to talk about it in a bit, was just talking about, 
loading percentages and Dan Baker's scales and all this kind of stuff and making him and I really understand why this can be applicable, what we can do to change it and what pe most people think and they make mistakes based off this, blah, blah, blah. Because unfortunately, I'm sure Dan's the same, like people still use percentages, but it's very, they take away those reps and exertion scales and they're like, blah, 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 blah. But having someone coach in the back pocket, eh, Dan, that I'm just like, no, this means this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And then instead of him spending, yeah, hours traipsing around fucking trying to find the answer and not really trusting anything or spending 500 quid on a course, he can literally just jump on the call with me and be like, Tom, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, we spent literally half an hour talking about that uh, and reviewing his programs because he's going to be doing like a rugby, rugby strength and conditioning program for like eight to 12 weeks, I think. And uh, for a bunch of like rugby teams. And I was like, cool, I'll literally review it for him. But that's a little bit of my stuff. Um, yeah, because I felt like I have been, no, since the turn of the year, I think, yeah, I spent a fair bit of this stuff like on, people don't really know what the, I guess it means on your business and in your business mm -hmm. is an annoying term, I guess, what people think. It's, it's, um, it's kind of like fulfillment, right? It's fulfilling yeah, the roles within it. It's like, like if you you imagine like a CEO, I hate to use that term because no coach is a CEO, but yeah. CEOs of businesses don't pack the warehouses. Yeah. It's that whole thing of like when you're a one-man band, you have to have the ability to go, well, what does the whole thing look like? What do you want it to be? Where's it, where's it going? And then you will also mm -hmm. be then fulfilling the actual delivery of the service i suppose what it is, isn't it yeah so it's just like i felt like i haven't been able to do that for a while just due to like work travel scale like stuff like that i haven't had a weekend out like not doing things whether it be socially or um work-wise all year this is the first one and we're just about nearly at february right um first weekend of the year that i do not have anything in my diary whatsoever I've like not planned to meet up. I purposely not planned to meet up with anybody. I'm leaving mm. it free because I think I'm going to just like mull over some stuff on Saturday and then probably chill out, to be fair. Um, go hit some balls. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I just need to sit back and be like, look at a, a kind of a global view of what's happening and where I should be. Because I've got like my one month, my two month, my three month, my four month, five month and six month goal stuff target that I need to be completed, which I'd like encourage everybody to write that in front of them wherever they like sit at their desk or blah 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 and just so it's in your face so you get annoyed it's this the fear mm. in it it's just like people Do you know what the thing the with fear. it though as well like something that i think people don't get don't understand and 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 we get this a lot with the coaches that we work with they come in is that they they set themselves a goal and they kind of have this fear of not reaching it or they have this fear of like not being close to it or or, or whatever it is and they kind of don't really know what success looks like and i keep trying to explain to people you set a goal that you don't quite reach, but you get close to it. You wouldn't have got that number if you'd have aimed for yeah. that number. It would have been below that one again. And and it's just this whole thing of like, and we do it regularly with with launches of things. We go right, we're going for this number, and we both know when we set that target. If we got twenty percent less than that, we'd be happy. We both know that, but we're like, well, you got to set the target to to know what you where you're going to be. And 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 I think like you said, there not if you set month one, two, three, four, five, six you know, targets, right? And let's say for client numbers, let's just say it goes like 5, 8, 12, 17, 23. And yeah. your actual numbers are like 3, 6, you know, and then you go 4, so you go to 18. You've got to look at that and go, well, that's pretty fucking good. Like, because yeah. it's done the same trend. You follow that, you know, mm -hmm. but people do get this point. Oh, I didn't hit the road. I'm, oh, I'm a failure. I'm shit. I'm shit. And it's like, that's the problem is that attitude. 
those people who feel like that, oh, if we don't need that target, I'd, I'd they're the ones that don't set those those goals. It's just funny. I find it how people assume that those who maybe achieve things they set out to achieve in the long term don't like miss their targets. I find it baffling that the people yeah. just assume, oh, they hit every single one. It's like, no, they don't. The fact they set the targets is the main thing. Like that's the key thing here. Um, and like at the same time, you don't want to set a fucking ludicrous goal, but you know, <laughs> stretch Why goal, not? I call it. Stretch goal. Let's be a stretch goal. <laughs> um, yeah. It's far too deep, too early. But yeah, that's been basically the goes. But we've had some nice relaxing podcasts where we're getting there to think, to be honest. That's just just chat. So yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Um, but Daniel, what have you started any new TV series? Is what I want to know. As well. Let's have a I haven't. Them. I've been recommended. Yeah. Mike tells me that I need to watch Happy Valley. Happy Valley. Um, okay. Which apparently is a is a good series. Apparently, I've it's, heard it's yeah, decent. Good. Yeah. So uh, I've again, not seen it or, or anything. I think there's a there's a series one that's old that you should watch before the next the new series. Maybe series two. I think. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Fair. Yeah. It's, it's been it's, it's the, definitely the time for series over here because like nobody wants to go out. Um, it's the longest time everybody's been paid, uh, hasn't been paid anyway. Everybody's depressed and it's dark, so mm. everything costs a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I paid like £14.60 or something like £14.70 for two pints the other day. That's insane, isn't it? It's fucking mental. In like in London, in Marlebone, but still, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um... No, I get <laughs> okay. so smug that I don't drink. But then again, I bet it's probably about <laughs> four quid for a Diet Coke, so it'll still be the same yeah. principle. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I started, obviously, I put on a story today. I was like, I know he's slow to the uptake. Um, House of Dragon. You didn't do Game of Thrones, did you? No, absolutely yeah, not. Loser. Um, so that's obviously set 170 years before Game of Thrones, obviously. So that's an interesting one. Um, mm. A lot of weird shit happening in there, mate. So I always find that's it what funny Game of Thrones is known for, in it, like the but, whole like yeah, weird it's, like it's, shit. It's, like, it's so funny because I, I tell people they're like, yeah, that's how it's how it's done in the Middle Ages. I'm like, in the Middle Ages when they had dragons. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, and like crab people. All right, yeah, that's that's when that was when but what was done. And, and, like, and when they had like computers to store the data from all those times, so they definitely <laughs> knew that happened. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is they sent stuff by ravens, did they? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, no, this didn't happen in the middle east. Like just because it's it's set then, Tom. I'm like, it's not set anywhere. It's, it's a mythical place. <laughs> yeah, it's, mythical. <laughs> it's Harry Potter, Tom. It happened ages ago, right? <laughs> Come on. It's like the uh, theme yeah. is then. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. It is. yeah, but yeah, the, the first three episodes of we've had crab. Crabs eating people, fucking weird. Um, and then like the the king being married off. We're trying to like this this lad basically wants to merge and like combine families with the king. And uh, sorry if I'm spoiling it for everybody. It's been out for a fucking year. Grow up. Um, yeah. And <laughs> and then <laughs> trying to wed like a twelve year old. Like, can you imagine? Like, given oh, you've got a daughter, just be like, oh, you're gonna be. Uh, with this person in five years, but we're gonna promise you to them now. And it's like someone's the pair. He's like, so you're gonna your house is gonna like combine with the king and the crown, and your firstborn's gonna be a queen, and you promise them to the king that's like he's like sixty, but she's twelve. Bit mm. weird, isn't it? Bit weird. Yeah. And then and then like does have a baby with this other young girl. And uh, then this the, the hand of the king. So his main advisor was like, "Oh, you should promise them to like the half sister." I was like, 
what? So half sister and half brother should uh, get married, apparently. It's like, this is weird. This is all kinds of wrong. So, yeah. It's pretty. Mm, I, 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 kind of I, honest, I honestly didn't. Obviously, there's lots of fighting and stuff and blah, 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 and dialogue. But I honestly felt uneasy watching the second episode because of some of that stuff. I was just like, I don't like this whatsoever. Because I feel like there's some weirdos out there thinking, that's right. Yeah, that's what should happen. Like, um, mm. who's the who's the who's the uh, annoying uh, misogynist that um, Andrew Tate? What happens there? Um, yeah, yeah, nothing like that for me, mate. Unfortunately, like obviously being over here, we get the luxury of um, dodgy boxes and stuff like that. So I get to um, one of the things I've been watching recently for for no apparent reason, but I used to really enjoy it. Was there's a twenty four seven channel over here, so it's just twenty four seven. Always this episode is rolling over. Uh, the Undateables classic TV show. Oh yeah, that's a great classic. TV show. Twenty four seven. So like Richard comes on, and you're like, oh my god, Richard's going fucking hell. She lives in nine miles away, not eight yeah. miles. Everyone remembers Richard and Shane with his poetry, and like the just something about guy, it. I just yeah. find I just like watching it, and it's when it's on. The thing about the channels is because they're on twenty four seven. You just flick it on. It's just nice background noise sometimes. Like I don't really sit nowadays. Sound fucking old. I don't really sit and watch TV like really in depth, unless it's sport. Sport's the only thing I really kind of sit and watch in depth. But I don't sit and watch these things in depth. I just have it on in the background while I'm doing something else for half an hour or 45 minutes, something like that. Um, I, I, I've not got into last, I've not really got into a series and really watched it. The next thing I will watch will be Ted Lasso, the next series when that comes out soon, hopefully. Um, but that's that's kind of it, really. Like, I, I, I feel. I, I just feel like I'm at a, I don't know, it sounds really fucking, uh, not that, no, not a different this stage of my life, that sounds stupid, but I just don't like spending time watching TV. I've just got other things to be doing. Um, again, I think fortunately being here has changed probably how I do things a little bit. So I would rather, for example, go and spend an hour, hour and a half on the putting green on driving range and then come back and do my work till like half eight, nine o'clock and then watch a bit of TV for half an hour and go to bed. Rather than I get if in the UK and it's dark at four PM, it's like, well, we can't fucking do anything. Like it makes a bit more sense, I suppose. But it's um it's definitely one thing that I think has changed for me is I just don't watch me and Laura don't watch it. We used to watch loads. We used to watch Netflix all the time and just don't anymore. It's not really a thing we do. Um I started White Lotus as well. That's a weird thing. Yeah, show. that's the one with Stifler's mum in, right? Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Coogan. She'll always be stiff as well. I don't care what her name is. She'll always Hello. be stiff as well. <laughs> There's no way she's anything else. Um, yeah. So no, yeah, that's going to be good, but I did, I, I've did. i done the first episode. It was so weird. I, I will stick with it for a few, uh, but I don't really understand it. Don't understand what's happening. No, no strange. Isn't there a series one? There is series one, yeah. So I think, isn't it supposed to be a piss take? Isn't it supposed to be a piss take of rich people when they go to expensive hotels? But I think there's something weird that's going to happen. Like, it's setting up for, like, some, I don't know, mystery stuff, I feel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know whether it's just a piss take of just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's really about, so I need to probably research into it a little bit. I was just like, I've been told by a few people to watch it, and I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll try one. And, uh, yeah, it was just very strange. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're setting, setting the scene um, in the first episode. Like, it looks quite strange. Yeah. quite strange Daniel anyway um, two topics yeah. for you mate um, we'll see what we can come off on, on the fly you can have a little little think about this where I'll start I'll, I'll jargon on a, vaguely about uh, loading percentages and what they're actually mm. deemed for um, but I wrote three tips 
for coaches and there could be anything um, to take away from January or maybe what you've been doing at the moment, which is in terms of taking a little bit more control of your business again, um, mm. training, nutrition, content, business stuff, free tips across those spectrums. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll fester on that anyway. Don't really know what I'm going to come up with, but I'll cover the training one, I guess. Mm. Nutrition, eat things, content, do stuff business uh, money cool um so <laughs> loading percentages i just wanted to cover this because it was obviously an interesting topic uh, you're i'm assuming dan you are aware of uh, dan baker's reps and exertion scales if anybody doesn't know what those are and like the percentages how you program one rms um, and traditionally that's taught in level three isn't it that you have to mm. do this percentage of this for yeah for yeah. four reps and stuff like that what isn't taught and it was kind of apparent today um and clark doesn't mind me uh mentioning his name um obviously i told him to go away and look at that and i cover it in a few of my lectures that i do as well about the percentage scales but it, what it doesn't like obviously give obviously i talked about like vbt and how that changes based off your what you're doing that day and everybody's different each day it can be plus or minus like 16 17 percent um you can be based off how shit you're feeling um but what an interesting thing um it doesn't do goes so say if i've got this up have i got it up uh, numbers. uh yeah so say so obviously 100 percent would be for one um and then 95 percent in theory max effort you could lift twice and then near max effort you'd lift once so then you you could drop down to like say for eight reps you should be able to this is what most people think. You should be able to, for eight reps, lift 79% of your 1RM. That's how they would read that. Yeah, like near max exertion would be like six to seven. Then hard stuff, two to four reps short would be four to six reps. And then mm. lower and lower and lower. Okay. So what it doesn't really give you is like how many sets it will kind of obtain. So it'd be like, all right, if if I did what is maximal there, so say 80% is probably seven to eight reps. I mm. say if I could, you can do one set of that and then you're fucked basically. Yeah. And then you've got to do back off and drop the percentage or drop the, the reps that you're doing. I think that's what people need to take into account when they're writing strength phases or kind of power phases or whatever. If they're using percentage-based uh, kind of principles, they need to realize that. And it's something that I will beat the drum about is like the 80 85 percent rule of like just work to that of whatever that percentage is and most of the time i want to want you to feel like you've got a little bit more in the tank because you're building and building and building and building strength rather than feeling like you're smashed and, and i went through it with a guy that had, had a call with one of my clients because he was like i feel like i can do more and i was like good i want you mm -hmm. to feel like that you're literally you're literally an athlete and like you play like three times a week he's like I don't want you to feel smashed. Um, I want you to feel like you come out of that session, like you've got more to give. Um, and that's what's, because you're still going to be progressively overloading. We're still gradually going up, but it doesn't really teach you what, how many sets. Because I think a lot of people would just look at that table and go, all right, 70%, I can do four, 13 reps there. I'm going to do three sets of 13 or three sets, like four sets of it. And you're like, well, mm -hmm. you won't be able to do that. That's not what that means. So. I don't know if you still use percentages at all. No, no I think it's uh, the way the thing the way I do that. So, for example, like I do a lot of um, descending sets with with clients. So I'll I'll program. I'll say ten eight six, right? 
And I'll say, right, well, I want you to warm up to a decent amount of weight. And if a client is consistently going to doing 10, 8, 6, and they're consistently increasing the weight each set, I'll say, why don't you start with a weight for 10 that you can only just do? Because then you'll do the same weight for eight. And then if you only just do it, then you'll do the same weight for six, potentially. So there's two ways of looking at it. Is you either leave some in the tank and then you increase the weight for the next set when you do eight and leave some in the tank. Um, and, and this is the whole thing with like percentages. I just don't think either that useful because I think the other thing that I've heard Brett Contreras talk about is that different people have different thresholds. So it's in women, it's more oh, of like a it's yeah. more of like a shape, it's more of like a curve to it where it, dro- it either drops off or oh no, that was it. He said it was a curve to it where it's like the higher numbers, they really struggle to meet the two, three, four reps for the percentage of a rep max. But you put them at 12 reps, they can do more than the percentages that are say that they say. Um yeah. and the women just they tend to tend to go that way, but they're more um it was more that they could grind out the reps and do more of them and things like that. And like you said there, it's a case of well it does come down to like total volume a lot of the time, like say overall number of sets and how many of those you're doing. It's why the whole GVT thing was kind of like thrown out, out the, out the the window with everything, because it's like, well, there's no way you should lift the same weight for 10 sets of 10 reps. Like that, yeah. it just means that some of those sets are pointless. They it's are like pointless. the first ones you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. You may as well it's just like do five sets of 10 with a set. weight that you can actually lift. Cause that's all you're doing is you're just going to failure at the end. Um, which we now know is required for muscle growth, right? More than anything. So mm. yeah, it is um, it is a funny one, I think. But also as well, like I think as you go up to higher rep, uh, as you go up to that higher percentage of one rep max with like the the, the reps near one, two, three, four, five, because I like training in the, I would say two to six rep range for myself. I don't really program for clients too much, but for myself, I do enjoy it. Is that it's so variable based on energy levels, sleep, stress, Day to day, day to day, to day. You, you go, you go in one week, you yeah. feel great. One week, you feel shit. Um, and I think that it just doesn't take any of that into account. And and it just seems so like say blase. Whereas like you say, if you go with your method, which is like, right, shoot for 80, 85% under that number that's, sp- that's been spit out by that thing. You kind of know where you're at with it. And it's why I, I like the, again, for me and my goals right now, I'll do three sets and I'll work up to my top set that day. I'll work up to a really heavy set. So I do two, three sets in that 80, 85%, like you said, focusing on speed, execution, form. And then I'll do the last set where I'll go, right, what can I lift today? Like to really give it give it a go based on how I'm feeling. That Some days that goes up 10 kilos, some days it goes up 20. Some days it's, sorry, some days it goes up by like five kilos. Some days it goes up by 10 if I'm really going for it based on the last, last weeks and stuff like that. Um, because you always want to be training somewhat close to that sort of um that sort of number where you need to be. Um, I'm talking things like RDLs, trap bar deadlifts, front squats, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, bench press over like dumbbells and things like that. It's not quite, it's more compound movements, right? We're talking about. Um yeah, I just think it's um for me, I think it's really important that you understand your own way of training, your own physique, your own ways of doing it and your percent your almost your percentages of how you're feeling each day um yeah because i've seen many a person injured trying to lift a weight that they the book said they should have lifted i'm like yeah, i don't care what the book says the how do you feel yeah. today <laughs> <laughs> i was like did you sleep well no all right well yeah. guess what you're not lifting 86 percent for five like or 85 percent for five and that's the, that's the difference between you can tell whether somebody's coached a lot of people in, pe- in person as well to yeah compared to when they write even, programs so. even down to like you say you go right we're down to do front squats today they come in and they go didn't sleep well stressed as fuck you go right we're doing more games split squats today like <laughs> just straight away like yeah, you just change like... because 
you go, right, well, that's not going to be as conducive. It's more like more risk of injury, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's where, like you said, and, and I think, and I think a younger version of me might have been like, nah, push them on, like, they'll be fine. Do you know? Like, and I just think yeah. with experience, you realize that, again, not everyone wants to train that way. Not everyone wants to push like that. Not everyone wants to put themselves close to injury. They'd rather train again in six months' time, and lift this similar amount of weight again. Yeah. So, you know, it's... I it's, literally it's, did that with one of the CEO lads, and he was like, literally, he was like, I've, I've had the shittest week. And I'm like, like and then he, he sucked at his pull-ups, didn't hit his numbers whatsoever. I was, and I was meant to go off and do trap bar deadlifts for like fours. And I was like, we're not doing that today. 100%. Mm. No chance. I was like, there's no chance we're doing that with him. We're just doing heavy kettlebell swings. So it'll be fine. It's the same hinge movement. We're good. It's fine. And I was like, you know what? I don't want you to train on the weekend, please. So if you do, like zone two, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. That's all you're going to do, cardio stuff. So um, yeah. And if, if anybody wants to like talk about VBT as well, because they don't really, it's definitely not a science that, I still think doesn't have groundbreaking research, but it's definitely something that resonates with because um, Dan Baker switched over from the percentage-based stuff to doing VBT. And that's what he's devoting all his time to now. And mm. uh, it's quite interesting. It's still got its flaws because there's still this data and it all seems to be a vaguely anecdotal. Um, but it does seem to be working um, in terms of just uh, just controlling what you feel from day to day. I think mm. some people don't like, oh no, it's a different weight each time. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you hit a different speed each. Like that, that's why I want you to hit the speed. It's like, so the front squats I've written for some lad this week is literally, I was like, I want him to hit, hit 0.75 for five mm. times. I was like, I want your average to be 0.75 for these front squats. He's like, what weight is that? I was like, might be a this, might be that. I'm like, like you're just gonna find that set and you're gonna stick there for three more sets after that. You'll know after like doing one, it's like what it'll be. Um, at what the weight you think it will be, say so what would be 0.75 is like accelerative strength. So it should be around 60% in theory. Mm. So he should be able to in theory hit out like I don't know, 20 of them. I'm like, he yeah. won't be able to. No chance. Um, That's the thing, theory, <laughs> theory great, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, no chance doing that. Um I was like, I think you'd, I think that'd be nearer the seventy-five percent, eighty percent. If I'm really honest, I think you'll be able to move it that quickly um, mm. for a set of five. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. But it's a good way of just. Uh, I'll be doing a, a YouTube thing on it as well, and I think I'm doing a live lecture at some point on VBT and implementing it like at a base level into uh, mm. into people's like programs. Just. I'd say more athletic based because I think it's a little bit too confusing for most people for a lot more too clunky to set up because you have to mm. video yourself. So, but if you actually want to, if there are, like you video yourself fucking for your coach anyway to film it. So there's no reason yeah. why you couldn't do it. So get that nice angle. Nice mate. I think it was just an interesting premise. I think people still look at those scales and think it's like gospel some of the time and it isn't <laughs> essentially. Uh, right, mate. Free tips. What can we give? What can we give people? Um, what have we thought about over the last uh, two, three weeks? Twenty fourth of Jan already. So, what are people going to be doing on, on their? Let's say content because we're all current training. So free. A uh, uh, one tip. One tip, Dan, for content this year that you you think's good. I think with content, the the biggest thing that I can say to people is do the opposite of what the majority of people are doing. Like. I get so frustrated with coaches when they want to grow 
or they want to reach a bigger audience, or they want to niche, or they want to do anything like that. They want to speak to people. They, and ultimately, the reason they want all these things is so that they get more clients. That's ultimately the, the main goal. But one of the things is, is to grow an account, right? Is that they, they do the same things that they did last year and expect something to be different. Do you know how, like, when a client comes to them and they keep doing Slimming World, or they keep doing Weight Watch, or they keep doing Joe Wicks, and they go, oh, why do you keep doing the same things but different results, right? And coaches are putting out the same Twitter-style posts, right? And expecting to go viral off it doesn't happen, right? They're expecting someone to share a, a video of them talking about what foods to buy in a supermarket or protein swap <laughs> or whatever. And like, do you know what I mean? It's like they're expecting that to blow up somehow. I'm like, right, well, yeah. that's not going to go viral. It never went viral before, so it's not going to go now. It's not going to grow an audience because it didn't do it before, right? So what... What does grow an audience? What does do all that sort of stuff and all those sorts of things? And everyone that I see over the last six months who I think has grown on Instagram, done really well, grown a bigger audience or connected with their audience, all this sort of stuff, they are doing something quite unique to them, whether it's delivery, whether it's the way they speak, whether it's the things that they're talking about, anything like that. And, and of course, there's some to some degree, there's just like only so much you can do as a fitness coach, right? But it's in the delivery. It's in how that person puts their personality across. And I just feel like coaches are, are just not getting it about what I say about being unique. Like me and Mike just released a reel yesterday, like a Dragon's Den. We were standing in front of Dragon's Den and pitching our business idea, which was just a, a bit of a piss take about coaching and all this sort of stuff, right? Bit tongue-in-cheek, not aimed at anyone. And loads of coaches, like loads of comments, loved it, funny, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. We know that's never going to, you know, make or break our business, but it's we enjoy doing it and it was fun. And it's going to make people think slightly differently about our content now our content tomorrow may get shown to more people because well more eyes on our page yesterday and it may be like oh instagram's going that's good so i'll send more people to the next post kind of thing and there's a bit of momentum that's built up and all this sort of stuff but the amount of coaches i go so what are you doing with content well you know i post a bit this bit that okay which ones go well don't know really have you looked at the data nah okay so it's one of those things where i just i find with content is it's not like one tip it's are you even looking at it properly? Like, or are you just, is it an afterthought that you're just throwing something up and hoping for the best? Because most coaches I see are just repeating the same things they did last year. And like say, they're doing the Twitter post as a reel, hoping it'll go get more views. It's, a, it's, a, it's like, <laughs> yeah. do you think Instagram doesn't know that it's a picture? It's going to be fucking yeah. stupid. Right, you're trying to hack the system, cheat the system, just create better content. And they always go, well, how? Practice. How about, here's a thought, how about you record videos and you make content that maybe doesn't get published? That maybe you just practice. Maybe you make it and go, that wasn't very good. Okay, great. Next one. Yeah. Try do again. A different one. Just do a different one. Try again. And find one you do like doing. And put, But also, I would also say, just because you don't like it, doesn't mean your audience don't like it. Post it, see what they say, see what comes out of it. Um, but instead, they'll go with the safety of, oh, I'll just post a Canva post, just to post a carousel or, or an image or, you know, just something that's safe. And I'll just give people three tips on how to increase their protein. Oh, fucking hell. All right. <laughs> no one's done that before. No one's done that before, have they? Um, and I think coaches spend too much time looking at other coaches on Instagram. And one of the tips that I gave all the guys in members group the other day, which is one, something I encourage you all to do. If you're an online coach and you find that you spend too much time on your phone, on Instagram, looking at other people's content, other coaches, and you feel shit for it, create a sec second Instagram account that you use for your personal stuff where you follow your mates, you follow your celebrities, your sports stars, your whatever, all the shit, and you use that to browse on. 
rather than the the fitness one and you'll start to feel more creative because you'll see other content from other areas and you realize that instagram is not just how to increase your protein and a gym tutorial (laughs) you'll realize there's more to the world than that um so i would do that and i would spend more time in the explore page looking at what content instagram is pushing to other people and you'll soon see why your content is not being pushed to other people it's as simple as that simple as that yeah wonderful i'll go business because obviously it's something that we just talked up at the, the top of the show is fucking allocating time for yeah if obviously most people want most coaches are uh one man bands and don't be a prick like I have and kind of get the in your business um on top of you slightly mm. be a little bit stricter I normally have it like it's the first thing obviously apart from gym sessions um to go like if you've like oh I've got to put that call in there or I've got to do that there and it's like yeah. oh, out. okay um that's got on top of me but yeah fuck it, put it in like use Dan's funky um you still give it away for free on your email list, yeah the planner yeah, yeah yeah you know planner. go go jump on that get the planner um or just fucking excel spreadsheet i use google shockingly um they've got a good diary google oh, yeah. calendar syncs everything in it um and then yeah so actually put it in your calendar to literally look at your business whether that be look at your accounts shit Worried about how many followers you've got? Maybe look at your bank account because you're probably going to look at how much money you've got as well. That's like probably a case of that's the one of the one of the side effect goals, isn't it? So that's a that's a tidbit for people. Like, do you look at your followers as much as you look at your bank account? Probably not. So that should be a, probably a, a stimulant for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's one for that I kind of look at as well because obviously I look at my like maybe my stocks and shares stuff or my ISAs and stuff a little bit more regularly now. Because I'm like, all right, should that be doing that? Should that should be doing that? And uh, yeah, well, that I, be. I can't remember who it was. I think it was, was it Alex Hormuz who did this? He said, he said something similar. He said like, you know, um, you, know you should spend more time it? looking at your, your bank okay, you know, every you morning. Want, right? Wake up and look at yeah, your bank. Just, and is that, just is that what you want to increase? Every morning, that's a bit, bit weird. But, um, a bit much, but yeah. Still... <laughs> I'm like, shit, I've got no money. All right, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. It always happens with me because I, I panicked whilst I was in Madrid. I was like, why have I got no money? And obviously I did like a massive payday boost at the end of uh, this this year because I was just like, all right. I'll tell you yeah. why I've got no money, actually. Actually, looking at my revenue, I'll tell you why Jordan's, I've got no money. Dan's going to say because I haven't sent you any money. <laughs> Tom still owes me money from Italy golf. Well, that's why mate, he's punishing me. Not, he's punishing me. I don't owe you from Italy. I owe you from Dubai. Dan owed me from Italy for about four months. So that was it. Yeah, it was about four months. <laughs> but I think he's waiting four months to pay it back no, to me. But, like, uh, I'll wait yeah. until I'm there again and then I'll pay you. Um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds, about right. <laughs> sounds about right. So, but yeah. It's because because I'm um, I'm an annoying person on my my because I was like. If, if anybody doesn't do this, um, uh, but I'm hoping they do, um, you can put your, obviously that you should be putting like 35% or whatever is 30% of weight aside for tax, but you don't have to pay that on your tax until obviously the end of January. But if you're, if you're like me, I put that money, that tax money in an account to accrue so I can earn tax-free on my tax. Then I've been waiting for that to settle over the last like, week and a half so waiting for that to sell mm-hmm. so i can sell pay my tax and then i still get tax-free cash off my tax money bonkers and it? it's uh well play the system 
play the system, Dan. Crazy um, idea, mate. And basically, that tax free will be uh, be used to pay Dan. So annoyingly, so yeah, <laughs> annoyingly. There you go. <laughs> Straight oh, in there. Dear. So it's yeah. all right, but that's why the stocks and shares have paid for my rounds of golf in Dubai, which is absolutely fine. Um, yeah, that'll be my advice. Do that. Fuck it. I'm sure loads of people have got stocks and shares ices. That's the one I do that for. And you just pump that in and it's fine. Um, yeah. Tax free cash. Um, yeah, because most people will be at that, that kind of level. They'll be able to use that. Um, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Or you just get like a there's super high savings accounts right now. So you'd be able to, I'm assuming people might be just open one of them, put your tax cash in there. Fuck it. Earn a little bit on it. If, it, if it's like you've got, I don't know, 15 grand tax bill and you earn 4%, better than nothing. Oh. It is, mate. One hundred percent better than nothing. Yeah, anybody should so, go on it. Definitely, very easy way of doing things, um, and probably because it's not enough uh, to have to again declare. You probably will have to declare that, and it rewards things. Obviously, it's like ISIS, you don't have to declare. So, all good. Oh, um, anything else, Dan? What nutrition, nutritional training? They can be blended. One tip: oh. drink more water. Drink yeah. more water and train for stuff that excites you. I think, yeah, that's obviously my kind of protocol because training athletically is way more exciting than than training like Holly Davidge. So yeah, joking. Yeah. People like doing that, don't they? Um, but yeah, I still, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just get so bored if I see like programs of three sets of 10, three sets of 12, four sets of 12 still. What yeah, percentage I are you just using? Think, yeah, just, I, I agree with you. I think it, you just get to an age which guys boring now. No, I just don't, don't fancy mm. it. Um, which again, it's, it's fine. You know, everyone, everyone's, you know, everyone can do what they want, you know, train how they want, all that sort of stuff. But it's just, I think, yeah, you get to a certain point and it just, I think it's because I've probably done it too much to be honest as well. It's probably a bit of that. I'm just like, oh my God, really? Really? Um, so yeah, that's my that's my thing. That's your your 50p. Wonderful, Daniel. We'll bring this to a close. We're about 40 minutes. Lovely. Lovely. Any other business? Not from me, no. I'm just about to go and eat some dinner and play golf tomorrow morning. So I just like to make you jealous by saying that, Tom. Sorry, nice. Mate. I'm gonna go make some dinner. Um and that's about it. I'm still on HelloFresh. I think I'm gonna switch. I think I'm gonna try Gusto for a little bit. Um Gusto always had that. the better uh, it always had the better options, in my mm. opinion. What is it today? It's Tuesday, so I can cancel. Yeah, I wouldn't normally have to do my... And also, I keep forgetting to do my menus. Oh, so I got man. shit ones. I got shit ones this week. So I'm probably... Definitely one that's been vegetarian. One of the good things about getting one of the vegetarian dishes is that I get to go and get my own meat and I get more veggies in my diet. That's one good mm, thing I've realised. Maybe. So, maybe that's But good. then I still think it's like a waste of money because I should be having meat with this dish that I've already paid for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and vegetables aren't that expensive, so... Mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's that's what you can take away from today guys um tom never does his uh Halle fresh order properly useless absolutely <laughs> useless all right guys uh we'll be back with paul standall uh from what is it pp the pt project that's his thing isn't it i believe that's what it's called yeah yeah like more it'll be endless cuffs and like yeah basically me and dan will have to as we said we were going to bring him on um and yeah we'll be dan's gonna bring a pillow because it's gonna get late for you um but yeah It'll be very late reckon, <laughs> but we'll be fine that'll be i'll have to yeah that'll be a two three hour podcast guys so buckle down 
He can talk, that guy. That guy can talk. <laughs> we'll get we'll 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 rein him in a little bit. It'll be fine. It will be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, we'll have a buzzer. All right. Yes. Move on, <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. See you later.